Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. It is January 18th, as I sit here, 2021. Guys, crazy that it's 2021. Time, you know, math. Um, Joey Bides is about two days from putting his hand on what I'm assuming is going to be um, Ready Player One to assume the oath of office. I mean, they haven't said if he's swearing on a Bible, so I feel like he's going to swear on Ready Player One. So he'll swear on the Bible of the gamers? Yeah. <laughs> and instead of playing the, the presidential you know, the presidential song, they're just going to play Jump by Van Halen. <laughs> that would actually... Van Halen... Jump by Van Halen in like an orchestra would kind of slap, you know? Probably. Think about it. Mm. Yeah, I could, I could, I could ride with that. Maybe if I find that, I'll make that the last the song at the end of the episode. But, um, but yeah, we're in the middle. We're in, towards the later stages of January. The year's over, kind of. And so, just by muscle memory, I feel like we need to do some sort of a list episode. Um, <laughs> I was I was listening to the one last year that we did last year for like because I couldn't remember what we did, but it's just pointless. So we're just going to kind of skip most of the kerfuffle and we're just going to hit the lists. And Was it mostly me complaining? No. Probably. No. Uh, I just... I, I mean, you like yelled them. at me. You both yelled at me for not liking Joker and Star Wars. But other than that, it was pretty... It was pretty cool. It was a good episode. I think. I only just like 20 minutes of it. But... Wow. This year... This year's going to be a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Josh, hello, by the way. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm here. Good. Feeling, feeling pizzazzed? Not really. Okay. Nobody is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fucked year, obviously, as many have said before, and I kind of made the internal decision just for the sake of my own brain to sort of combine 2020 and 2021 into one big movie year because of all the delays and nonsense, so I don't know what this means for the 2021 list, but as of right now, this is the list for 2020, I suppose. Um, Cody, for reasons that make complete and total sense, I don't blame you at all for, you do not have a list. <laughs> I didn't see enough movies. There you go. That's, that's, you, you, you use video games to get you through this existential crisis, and I don't blame you for that. I do blame you for being a gamer, but that's... I understand. Ah, yeah, that's fair, though. I mean, you kind of dug your own grave there. And um, but Josh and I do have enough movies for lists. Me, just barely enough. I watched uh, 44 new movies this year, Josh. What are you at? Um, let me pull it up, and I'll let you know. Okay. I think 53? Something like that? Yeah. Usually I try to hit somewhere in the low to mid-70s, so... Yeah, yeah, 53. Yeah, I usually hit, like, 70, 80, something like that. And scrolling through the list... <laughs> scroll, yeah, scrolling through my overall list, I'm looking at it. It's like, of these 44, I don't know. I would say in an, if in a normal year, if everything in 2020 went as planned, I maybe would have seen, like, 35 of these. You know, something like that, so... <laughs> but you were desperate. I just... I, yeah, I, I, I like... I like watching new stuff. I don't know. Because the rewatching got old after a while. Because I've just been my splits are just insane for this last year. So um, Cody is going to be hanging around to give some commentary, make fun of us, and I think 
He's gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna judge which one of us has a better number one. I did watch both of your number ones. Okay, cool. Today, actually, cool. So you're gonna make a judgment on who's the list. So I can make a judgment. All right. Give me like one minute. I need to make a quick couple adjustments, but I'm mine's pretty much set. Okay, cool. I'll. You can do that while I do the part that you don't like, which is my bottom tier. And oh, for fuck's sake! Contrary to popular years, where I've seen, and this is something I'm paying a lot of attention to, just as how I as how I talk about movies, think about movies. It's like I kind of feel bad every time I said, "Oh, this fucking sucked. This was ter- terrible." Like I'm, t- I'm sort of taking 2020 to mellow out a little bit. So this is my bottom portions of the year, but I don't hate any of these movies. I don't hate any people that making them or whatever they just didn't sit with me and i feel like it's a yin and yang if you have a top you kind of have to have a bottom and if people are not emotionally mature enough to understand that just because i don't like piece of art doesn't mean that i don't like artists is they're beyond saving as far as i'm concerned so whatever people are now allowed to like things and people are allowed to dislike things and everybody just needs to calm down as long as you're not being vicious and harassing people and you know crossing the line as it were then who gives a shit but if you don't want to be doing josh that's fine i don't care you, i get it but for me these are just fun kind of goofy movies that you know didn't work for me in one way or another um so usually i try to do 10 i could do five but i'm gonna do seven just because I, there's a pretty clear divide of between my eighth and or my i guess my 38 and 39 so at seven Actually, let me just make sure I can count. Sorry, six. I can't count. So bottom six. <laughs> um, wow. New Mutants. It was a long wait. This movie I can't, was supposed to come out in, what, 2017, I think? And we just got it this year. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, not not my cup of tea. I thought it was kind of goofy. It was, it was goofy, which it would made me optimistic, but it didn't go far enough to make me, like, make this a Batman and Robin kind of goofy. And then it just got really self-serious at the end, and the whole two wolves cliche is just kind of over. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I remember being on Facebook in 2009. I know the thing about the two wolves. Like, Wait, okay. so you know that there's so there's two wolves in you? Yeah. One wolf is gay, the other is gay. <laughs> <laughs> wait, one wolf is gay, what's the other one? Gay, you're gay. <laughs> it's, a diff- it's the one of like... It's like of the one you see, because like one's good, one's bad. One <laughs> well, see. no, that's the lame one. The one I said is the cool one. That's the funny one. <laughs> that is funny. That's very Tumblr. I like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, New Mutants was kind of goofy. Uh, didn't. Yeah, Danya Taylor joined the sock puppet. It was just a bridge too far for me. I was like, I what's was happening? The, that's the best part of the movie. You're crazy. She just has a sock puppet. And you call you call Arnold Schwarzenegger speaking in ice puns bad? I don't understand that. Anywho, New Mutants. It was a long wait, and what we got just did not justify that. But could have been worse. Could have been better. Um, King of Staten Island uh, is my number five bottom of the year, I guess. Uh, I'm usually all there for Judd Apatow's, you know, I'm going to make this person a star comedies train wreck was, a few years ago was awesome. King of Staten Island just was not for me. Um, mostly because I like Pete Davidson on SNL. You know, he's, I think he's funny. I think he's he makes a lot of people mad because of how, you know, off-kilter and weird he is, which is funny. But I don't think he could carry a movie, and I didn't really like his character. 
and it just felt instead of like oh this Judd Apatow makes long comedies and it's nice because you can sit in the world for a little while this was like uh I'm not enjoying this world and oh great it's two hours and 14 minutes and it just kind of oh, wore wow. out its welcome for me and Bill Burr was good but overall the movie was just kind of not my thing uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is my number four. <laughs> it's just, ugh, man, all the pieces, all the pieces are there. It just has, it falls into all the other sequelitis trappings, and it's not goofy or weird or whatever enough for me to kind of give it the, ah, oh, but it was funny. Like Amazing Spider-Man 2, I'll ride that all day, all night, because it's so off the wall and sloppy and crazy. And this is just kind of too, it's too good to be bad, if that makes any sense. <laughs> It's too too good to be badly enjoyable, I should say. Godot's good, Pine's good, but it's just it's a stew, and there were probably just too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, shout out to the Too Many Cooks Comedy Central sketch if you haven't seen that already. I thought that's an Adult Swim set or sketch. Oh yeah, sure, right. I, I always get those mixed up. Too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks. And yeah. <laughs> okay, <coughs> it's, it's a great com- comedic bit. Uh, my number three, Guns Akimbo. Danny Rads was that. Danny Rads was excellent. Um, the move, the rest of the movie just gave me a headache. <laughs> uh, I just, I wish there was a better movie around him because he's just the best. Um, and apparently, he won't. He, he says he'll never work with J.K. Rowling again, which makes him an all-time goat. So, shout out to Danny Rads. But yeah, I didn't appreciate this. And there was a whole thing with the director like bullying people or something like that that kind of just put me off of it a little bit. But. Um, as it is, it's like, it's a pretty on the nose action, commentary, thriller, social, whatever. And eh, it just was a little bit, a little bit too full of itself, I guess, but he was tons of fun. So whatever. Uh, my number two, (laughs) Capital One, the movie, uh, (laughs) Cody, Cody and I, we did a whole episode about it because Josh was being a little grumpy Gus and (laughs) I don't have an objection to Josh Trank as a person, but I've just, I'll say it again. There are a lot more, there are a lot other writers and directors that are knocking on the door of Hollywood that if they pulled the same stuff he pulled on Fantastic Four would never work again. And the fact that he gets to be shown off as like a, it's like almost like a sideshow attraction of like, Oh, well look at this, what this crazy guy, look at this, this crazy guy's next movie, which is kind of off putting to me. And there was a lot of shitting and, there was, there was a no, lot of shitting. A lot of shitting. There was no story. There was Al Capone did not have a character, and I know you like this one, Josh. I'm assuming it's going to be on your list, but whew, we're pretty far apart on this one. Uh, and then I guess my worst of the year is Artemis Fowl, which I almost don't feel bad dumping on because it's Disney and you know the the mouse uh, controls our lives basically. But this was just kind of a this was a mess. This was 85 minutes, 10, 15 of that was padding. And it just did not have a story, unfortunately. It's Kenneth Branagh, so I'm sh- I'm assuming something happened because Branagh's awesome. The guy's made Hamlet, and then he made Artemis Fowl, so I'm sure there's plenty of reasons why this didn't work out. But it didn't work did out. Did he make that, or was he just in it? He directed it. Okay. I think he wrote, or at least co-wrote it. And yeah, it did not pan out. Uh, How do you I co-write think- Hamlet? I mean, it's already there. No, no, no. I mean, he oh, you meant Artemis Fowl? Yeah, I think he co-wrote it. <laughs> Hamlet, he, yeah, he just adapted. He basically just copy-pasted into a screenplay. And I saw Hamlet this year, too. So, shout out to Hamlet. That movie rules so hard. 
Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's my list. The bottom of the year. Josh, you ready to go? So since we don't have Cody's list, and since Josh does mm. not do a worst list, uh, this is also a good year for first-time watches. So we'll run through some of those pretty quickly since this is such a crazy, crazy year. I actually only watched 22 new movies uh, this year. But Josh, I've been talking a lot, so why don't you go ahead and give your list? Yeah, right. I um, I've only done, I've only, I haven't watched too many new. I've mostly been comfort watching. Yeah. Um, same. but uh, yeah, I saw a couple. My, I guess these are my ten. Um, are we just doing? Are we doing it just ten through one? Or, yeah. Are we, go, are we just, bouncing? Am I bouncing back and forth or whatever? Just run through it. No problem. Okay. Yeah. My number ten is a movie called Harold and Maude. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, saw that for the first time because I needed to watch it for a project I'm working on. Um, but so to Electric Boogaloo, it, yes. not 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 quite. Um, but okay. it's an interesting interesting movie. Did not not at all what I expected. Oh no I no no! I'm sorry. Is it Harold V. Maud, Dawn of Justice? No. No. It, not, it's not Harold a, not, and Maud go to uh, White Castle. A, 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 a movie not set in the Harold and Maud cinematic universe. So well, what's the fucking point? It's about the tone and the <laughs> characters. I know, I know. Couldn't pass um, up the BVS. Oh my god, you can't, you can't go one episode without bringing up that fucking movie. You love it. Um, I kind of <laughs> do, but I don't. Anyway, <sighs> Martha, uh, number nine is "There Will Be Blood." Oh, oh my god! Man. Finally, finally saw that. Um, my because my friend slash roommate is it's his favorite movie. And he, Got me to watch it after five years of begging. Can you replace uh, you with I, for the pod? I, is that possible? He uh, sounds woke he, as hell. I don't, I don't know where he is. He might not be here. <laughs> um, but um, no, I watched it. I liked it. I will probably watch it again sometime. But it didn't blow me away. But I liked it. It was good. It's really long. Yeah, it's really so long. Um, Paul Dano is great. And uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Like, I don't. I mean, when I think of oh, awesome, Paul Dano's going to be Riddler. That was the movie I thought of. I'm, I'm, yeah. Did that hype you up at all? Or a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I've already I've already seen a bunch of his roles, but yeah. Did you understand um, that it was a dual role? And I asked this not because I think you're dumb, but because I am and didn't realize it when I first watched it. <laughs> what do you mean dual role? He plays like two, two brothers in it. Oh. I don't remember a lot of the movie. So well, the first brother's only in the movie for like five minutes. Yeah, uh, that sounds like something that I recall happening, but right. I don't. Okay, I couldn't. Yeah, um, so good. Yeah, I do want to check that out again. Um, and uh, my number eight is Miracle. It's a hockey movie about beating the Soviets. Uh, yeah, of <laughs> uh, the uh, '80s Olympic hockey hockey team. Really good movie um, that I always wanted to check out because I like uh, Gavin O'Connor I think is the director you love yeah. Marky Mark uh, yeah um, but yeah really good I like those old school Disney sports movies so this was another great one uh, number seven is Lethal Weapon which was super fun and also written by Shane Black who made the critically acclaimed Iron Man 3 and he also ruined Predator yeah. he made Pre- didn't he make Predator no, he made. He, he was the in Predator. the first one, and he made. He directed, oh, wrote okay. the Predator, which was oh, Cody. Bad. I think you said poo poo garbage. I think that might have been my least favorite movie the year it came out. I will never Probably. see that. The first Predator was fine. The second one was stupid. The first Predators are. It's fine. Um, then I saw a movie called Thirteenth. Uh, it's a documentary by Ava DuVernay. It's really important. It's really I good. Watched that my uh, work made me watch that actually. Part of the uh, social justice reform for your your job. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's really good. Um, really, really fucked up. Really good. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, number five is probably the best Michael Bay movie. Maybe I don't know if it's the best. It's one of the Con best. Uh, the Rock. That's not oh. a Michael Bay movie. Um, oh. um, but, uh, Mason hates this movie. I don't know why. Since it's better than any Transformers or Bad Boys or Pearl Harbor or any other garbage thing he's ever okay, made. So my, the bar's pretty low. Yeah, I know. In my but, defense, I have not seen it in a long time. Didn't you watch it like two years ago? It was way more than that. Oh, whatever. It's really good. I thought it was really fun. Nick Cage is awesome in it. Sean Connery's great. Um, yeah, and it's not three hours like most of his movies. So that's a big plus. It, it's a brisk 210. So really fun movie. Uh, another movie, number four, Taxi Driver. I'm trying to I feel like at least once a year I add another movie to the Scorsese list. Oh, you mean the Joker prequel? Yes, I, I enjoyed Joker more than this, but that's probably just because I saw Joker first. Because um, they're essentially the same movie. No, I don't know about that, but um, the, the you, all the you stuff. You need to watch with, King of Comedy. That's the real I do, Joker. I do want to. I do want to see that. that um, all awesome. this, all the stuff with um, what's the actress's name? Jodie Foster. Foster. That made me really uncomfortable, and <laughs> I, I didn't like it at all. It, I didn't. didn't uh, you didn't like her enough to go and kill John Lennon. <laughs> It just yeah, that, all that stuff is gross, but I, I don't know if I'd say necessary. But I guess it works. But um, I really like the movie; really good. De Niro's great. Um, number three is a movie called Kingdom of Heaven. I've uh, seen part of that. I, I saw the director's cut. Um, yeah, I watched about half of it. Um, which, I really which director it was, was that? Was that Ridley Scott? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the version of Ridley Scott that I like, who makes fantasy epics and not boring sci-fi movies. Um, so. I thought it was great. Um, and number two is Instant Family, which I thought was going to be terrible. Ended up being great. Nice. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Really fun movie. It's really every, cute. Every wine mom's favorite movie of all time. Yes. It's, it's, I, Mia. It's, it's really funny and really heartfelt. And I don't know. It just really sat well with me. Is that with um, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Rose Byrne, um, that one girl who's starting to become in everything the Hispanic chick. Um, in addition to this recording on Martin Luther King Day, this is also the anniversary of when Mark Wahlberg said he could have stopped nine eleven. Uh, so, it's my, it's my personally, it's my holiday. So, <laughs> and then number, and then um, my number one is Starship Troopers, which ah, is amazing. Awesome. I love it so much, and I did not know it was made by Paul Verhoeven, who made uh, RoboCop, which is another one of my favorite movies. So. It's fantastic and it's funny and it's action packed and I love it. I loved it. It was just not at all. I didn't expect it to be that. I thought it was gonna be like a some kind of spoof movie, like airplane, but it's not at all like that. And it's really good. Nice. My ten. My ten. Here we go. Uh, speaking of Marty Scorsese, I watched one of his pictures after hours, which is which was good, but also you can tell that this is like. Every douchey NYU film school bro has want, tried to make his after hours of like one guy's crazy night in New York City. Kind of that's basically the bit of it, and that was kind of funny because I watched, I found a couple film student films like that on YouTube, and they were all just the same thing, which LOL. Um, and which funny thing about this is the guy in the movie works at a building in New York that I would go to almost all the time. So that was kind of funny. It was that that building, but in like the 1970s or something. So that was neat. Um, Anatomy of a Murder, 
from 1959 is my number nine. And it, it's just, it was just like a, it's like a two and a half hour, 245 black and white, just like law procedural with like a trial and stuff like that. And I just wanted something long and black and white that would put me to sleep. And this, for some reason, didn't. I was actually like really intrigued by it. Um, I liked it a lot. Red Eye is my number eight. It's a little disposable 90-minute thriller about um, a guy and a girl on a plane who um, get caught up in a little cat-and-mouse game, if you will. And it's it's just one of those movies. Kelly Murphy plays the villain, I guess, that knows exactly what it is, and it does its job, and you come away feeling like, oh, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Number seven is Ten Little Indians, an adaptation of my favorite mystery novel, And Then There Were None. Uh, there's been like a million adaptations of this, so I'm kind of working my way through all of them, and eventually I'll probably rank them in a list for because I'm just really really cool. And this one was good. It moved the it moved like the big house that everybody gets caught up at uh, to on top of like a snowy mountain, which was awesome. And um, yeah, I dug it. Six for me is the aforementioned Hamlet. I this is a four hour adaptation of Shakespeare's um, version of The Lion King which uh, I had to watch over. <laughs> I was hoping somebody would catch that joke. Thank you, Cody. Uh, <laughs> I had to watch it over like three days because, again, it's four hours of Shakespeare, so my kind of brain was melting out of my ears a little bit. And uh, I would say I'm probably never going to watch this again, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might. It's, I would definitely recommend it to anybody looking to get into Shakespeare. Certainly not as good as in Beth to me, but it's pretty solid. Uh, number five... Uh, which, by the way, I have a new favorite actor. I don't know if I mentioned it to you guys, but it's Al Pacino because uh, I oh, love he's him. He's your new favorite. Yeah, he beats out uh, Hanks. So suck it, Tom. Al Congratulations. Thank you. Al Pacino is just the goat, and uh, this was made between the Godfather movies, and it's so awesome just seeing him go unhinged. Um, robbing a bank, and John Cazale's there. John Cazale's also greatness. Um, I think every movie he was in was nominated for Best Picture. Which you're thinking, oh, it was like two movies. It was actually like six, and he was still, all of them were nominated for Best Picture. He's just the best. Um, and this one's really funny and suspenseful and smart and cool. And Yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, <laughs> actually, more Al Pacino. Awesome. Number four is Dick Tracy, where it's uh, with Warren Beatty plays like this uh, it's like a cop in this hard-boiled mystery. It's like an adaptation of these newspaper comics from a bajillion years ago. And Warren Beatty's normal, and a couple more people are normal, but ev- but everybody else in the movie has these crazy prosthetics. The movie's like it's it's if you watch if you dropped acid watching a Tim Burton movie, you'd come up. You, it would, the experience would be Dick Tracy. I'll definitely watch it again at some point. It was so goofy and weird and fun. Uh, I had a great time with it. Uh, three for me is a movie I actually saw in the theater. I'm just crazy to think about because what's the theater? Um, in 35 millimeter, I think. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut, Kubrick. I saw it on a cold, rainy Manhattan night, and it's cold and rainy kind of movie, and it's one Kubrick had never seen before, and it was really, really good. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever beat 2001, but it could get there eventually, or at least be tied with it. I just, I loved it. Uh, have, have you guys seen Eyes Wide Shut? No, I have not. I actually haven't seen that one either. Mm, I, yeah, I really dug it. Um... It just, ugh, man, it sucks they didn't make more movies. I wanted, to, I want to see what like an early two thousands Kubrick movie could be like. Because when you think of him, you think of like two thousand one Strange Love, he, and he took such a long break between Eyes Wide Shut and whatever he did before it that 
this is like his only somewhat contemporary movie, and I would just love to have seen what another one of those would be like. And I'm just I but then again, it probably would have been AI, and AI is eh. So whatever. AI is great. <sighs> uh, two for me is Malcolm X, which I watched after as like a little bit of education homework, and it's got a captivating performance by Denzel, of course. Delroy Lindo is also awesome, and it's just it's one of those kind of long simmering movies that takes place over a long period of time and that I'm just kind of, you know, all in for. Uh, and this was, this is one of those movies and it was just, yeah, it was really good. And my favorite first time watch of 2020, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but it was, this is a caper. It's a comedy. It's an absolute blast of a movie. It's a fish called Wanda. Anybody? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, John Cleese is in it, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, Kevin Klein's in it. They're like the main three who pull off this caper. Uh, yeah, I would just recommend it. It's, it's funny, it's older, so it's kind of got those, um, older sensibilities. Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome in it, and, I mean, everybody's awesome in it, but especially her. I think John, Kevin Klein won an Oscar for this, which is crazy. And, uh, yeah, if you want to look, if you're in the mood for something like that, give it a watch. Fish called Wanda. Directed by Charles Crichton, who also made The Dark Knight. So, wow, look at that. Nope, night. You guys don't like nah. that joke. Okay, fine. No, I don't get that joke. This, it's just a bad joke. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't make sense. It's not rooted in reality. Director of Jurassic Park, Charles Crichton. He's, no, that's not true either. That's my, first of all, director of Jurassic that's Park is Spielberg. The writer of the uh, the writer of the book I is Michael Crichton. He's making Crichton, another not... joke. He's making. He's trying. And it's just. It's not working. Knock knock. Who's no. there? Boo. Boo. No. Boo. You suck at jokes. <laughs> that's not how the joke goes, Mason. What the hell? There's you. There's no one way to tell knock knock joke. That's the whole point of them. Is that there? You can do a lot of things with them. Name one thing you get. No, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. Catch me if you can, by the way. Shout out to that. All right, list time. Josh, why don't you go hit your honorable mentions? All right, honorable mentions. Uh, let's see. I don't have the option of doing like 17 of them this year. Uh, I will do these six. Um, first one is a movie called Yes, God, Yes. It's got Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things, and it's really funny, and it, it, it hates Christians, and it's great. Um, Borat 2, funny hmm. movie, not as good as the first. I'm sorry, what's the, what's the title? Borat subsequent movie film. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Defy Bloods uh, was great. Mm. Uh, the half of it was really good, really underrated. Which one Unfriended. I don't know that one. The half of it is the movie with, um, I don't know if any of the actors are really known. But um, it's the one where the girl is helping the guy like talk to the the chick. Oh and then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she falls for her instead. Right. Really cute movie. Really liked it a lot. Um, then on Pregnant, that mm-hmm. was great. Almost made my list. And then also almost made my list was Birds of Prey, which was fantastic or fantabulous as the title says. And people that hate it hate women and are horrible human beings. Wow, that's really reductive. <laughs> Let me tell you about Birds of Prey, though. When everybody says that this is like a feminist movie, it's not a feminist movie because they don't wear they wear revealing clothing. And by that by that measure, you can't be <laughs> feminist if you wear revealing clothing. You're not affecting your body. I'm Judge Spiro. I've never kissed a girl, but that doesn't matter. It's facts. Facts and feelings. 
Anyways, uh, my honorable mentions. Um, we got two off the bat, and then the, the other three are basically my 13 through 11. Um, I always like to do a documentary. I didn't watch many this year, but one I did watch recently is The Phenomenon. It's about aliens and how the government's been lying to us about aliens. I want to check them. Uh, what uh, aliens are out there? I'm almost. I'm pretty. I used to be on the fence about it, but that that and JFK are the conspiracy theories. And I guess cars run by water. Those are my three conspiracy theories. Josh, we know yours, so we don't have to go over them. Uh, <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> um, my other honorable mention, which is um, not wasn't close to the list, but. This is a case where I'm just assuming that I'm dumb and I'm going to like it more as I go on. I know you didn't like this one, Josh. I don't think you watched it, Cody. But I'm sure Mank is great, but I just need to watch it again to really appreciate how good it is. Um, but Mank as it sucks. is, eh, it's not great. I just, I'm, I, I don't like movies about Hollywood saying how awesome Hollywood is because it's not. Like, it's a fine town, I'm sure, but nobody cares about film history as much as people living in L.A. do. And they think that's good, which, eh. I'd rather Fincher just continue to make these, like, Gone Girl, Zodiac kind of things. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, whatever. I don't need ego stroking about how awesome Citizen Kane is, you know? Like, just, we don't need need that right now. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, like La La Land gets worse. Yeah, La La Land gets worse to me the further I get from it, because it just comes off as so cringe. I don't know. Yeah, it's how I felt the first time I saw it. And everyone mm-hmm. thought I was stupid. So, I I never came that hard ta- that hard a defense of La La Land. I just want the record to show. Um, I like that movie. It's fine. It's just okay. We get it. Um, Twelve from er, excuse me, thirteen. So next up, first song I mentioned is Onward, Pixar movie. Came out early in the year. <sighs> Pretty solid. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was clever. Made me emotional. And um, yeah, that uh, got worse the more I thought about it. Okay. Second, next hour mention is The Way Back, which is my number 12. Um, ben Affleck's best performance? Oh, a sad movie, right? Yeah, be, a Shower Beer the movie is what this one is. Um, yeah, I think it's probably his best performance. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Um, and I think he even said it himself in an interview, so vindication. And um, yeah, get another Gavin O'Connor movie, like you were mentioning there, Josh, with um, uh, Miracle, right? Uh, yeah, that guy uh, needs to make more stuff, and why he hasn't done a Kino is beyond me, because the dude's awesome. And we just don't get a lot of good sports movies now uh, nowadays. Most of them suck, so it's good to have a good one. And then um, my final item mentioned, my number 11, which was already mentioned, is The Five Bloods. Uh, had some pacing issues, could have been tighter, um, but the moments that Sing really sing, and Chadwick Boseman... Ma Rainey's Black Bottom didn't make my list, um, so this is the highest film of uh, that he placed on on here. And damn, <laughs> we just God—he was going to do so much more awesome stuff on screen and yeah. and and off screen, of course, with the philanthropic things he does. And it just pisses me off that Donald Trump is going to go oh, hang out in oh. Florida for twenty years, and we lost Chadwick Boseman. That's fucking stupid. He's not going to make it 20 years. God, yeah, I hope not. His dad, his dad lived for a long time, so... Ugh. Anyhow. R.I.P. Chadwick. The world is stupid, and life's not fair, unfortunately. <sighs> Anyways, on that downer note, Josh, number 10. And as a reminder, the way we do things is if you have a movie that's going to be higher, you say so, and then you talk about it. We wait to talk about it. 
So you're number yep. 10. Uh, my number 10 is The Trial of Chicago 7. Hold on. That's a good one. All right. My number 10 is Let Them All Talk. Steven Soderbergh I'm- picture, Meryl Streep, uh, Candace Bergen, and somebody else. Lucas Hedges, Gemma Chan, who's the other one? I can't remember. Um, but Soderbergh hasn't really done it for me in his last few movies. He did Laundromat. He did High Flying Bird. Um, Diane Weiss is the other one. She was awesome. Uh, and those were just kind of duds for me. Uh, Unsane was okay, but his last great movie for me was Logan Lucky. And this isn't at Logan Lucky levels, but Logan Lucky levels, Logan Lucky levels. Uh, but it's really good. It's got a nice jazzy score. It's got some good mysteries to it. Um, and I don't know, I just really, I really dug it. And I hope he makes more movies like this and less movies like The Laundromat going forward. Uh, Josh, number nine. Number nine is Buffaloed. Mm, did I make my What's list? That? Did you see it? I did see it. Yeah. I didn't. What's that? It's awesome and it's really it fun. And I did not expect my question it. at all. It has about? Zoe. It has Zoe. How do you pronounce her last name? Deutsch, I think. Deutsch? Yeah, um, she's like the daughter of like a big time hustler. Uh, what, what what is the thing they do? They people that um, collect the tax yeah, collectors. Yeah, um, debt collectors. Debt collectors. Yeah, she like starts her own. She like gets a job as a debt collector and. They, they, she realized that she could make so much more money if she's doing it herself. So she starts her own uh, business doing it and basically just gets a bunch of people off the street to join her. And it's really funny and really entertaining and also has a lot of heart. And it's really fun. And she, there's a scene where she yells, uh, what would she call him? I do not remember. <laughs> uh, there's a scene where she does something really, really funny and it's really entertaining. But she, like, she pops a gun off and she's running in the middle of the street with slippers on and it's really entertaining and i really loved it it's yeah. buffaloed it hit it hit a little bit too close to home for me as somebody from upstate new york where things are sad um people um, are you're not from sad. upstate new york though yeah um no it's good i mean it's new york <laughs> shut up uh <laughs> no no i'm not gonna let you get away with that you don't live in upstate new york yes i do don't be one of those fucking guys dude <laughs> anything the, no. God, you're a trash person. <laughs> also, I've never heard the word "jagoff" say be said more times in a single movie. Oh yeah, that that's really like the great. that's like the word of the state <laughs> when you get past Westchester. I'm from upstate New York, Cody. Suck you're not it. From upstate New York, you dickhead. Neither are you. I'm not. I never said I was. I live in upstate New York right now. Oh, upstate New York God. is north of Cortland. Everybody knows that, or Cortland or above. Anyways, whatever. You're just wrong on this one. That's fine. You I'm can not, do wrong. Though. Buffalo is Western New York anyway, so I don't know what you're complaining about. Because I'm not going to let you say you live in upstate New York because you don't. <laughs> oh, man. This has been settled, and I, I'm, I'm right. I'm from upstate New York. Anywho. He's wrong, anywho, but I'm going to keep talking about it. Downstate is New York. Everybody knows that. Anywho, I like Buffalo a lot. It was just a little bit too much for me, and um, and I don't like... I don't like watching poverty, if that makes any sense. It just unsettles me because, again, I've just seen that up close too many times and I just end up feeling bad. It's weird. Um, but she's great, uh, no doubt. Uh, any more thoughts on Buffalo, Josh? No, it was great. Cool. My number nine, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Great movie. Really, good, really good. pretty good. I really like yeah. that one. What do you think of it, Josh? Give me um, your thoughts. I think it was really well written and yes. it's, i mean it's it's sorkin so um i think it could have been used a little work as as far as directing goes i think it's a little little long um could have be trimmed down a little bit but 
um overall it's it's really entertaining it's really fun it's really good just it it it's, hits you hard um and the performances and the, the cast is incredible um just that ensemble on itself is just really out of this world so did you have a um, favorite um the one guy i really liked uh sasha baron cohen he was great yeah um and also eddie redmayne who i usually don't like i actually kind of liked in this so mm-hmm. it was good how's that compare and, co- to- and, and of course uh, jgl was the obvious best because he is the greatest yeah. actor to ever live so. i don't know who you're talking about but where's this compare <laughs> with molly's game and uh steve jobs i have not seen molly's game but i like steve jobs more Nice. Miles' game's good. You should give it a shot. It's pretty okay. good, yeah. Idris Elba's, you know. You know. Nice. Uh, cool. That's uh, my number nine, too. I, I echo most of what you said, minus, uh, you know, him. Uh, but it was really good. Sorkin's <laughs> politics are a little wonky for me, but you can't deny just his writing power. And as a director, I think he took a pretty big step, um, step uh, ahead of where he was. And um, his next movie, which is the I Love Lucy movie that I've mentioned a few times, is getting ready to go. And oh, that's a real thing. Yep, yep. It's oh. um, it's Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem playing Lucy and Desi. So the internet's in a bit of a tussle about that, but we'll see how it works huh. out. Huh. We will see how it works out. But uh, yeah, this was really, really solid. Great, probably top villain of the year if, uh, if we're doing that. Um, yeah, he was just a bastard. Uh, <laughs> and uh my favorite bit was um because uh, abby and J- and judge hoffman are the same and like the joke they made about them not being related made me was really really funny <laughs> yeah Give you a little giggle baron cohen's just uh, imagine what he could have done with freddie mercury god ah uh, he's so awesome um yeah that's good that good pick. would have been great yes it would have anyways uh your isn't your number eight right yeah yeah number eight is the way the way back Oh, nice. Cool. Uh, I thought this was a fantastic movie. Um, I I was looking forward to it when it was coming out. Uh, a lot of people were kind of poo-pooing on it because, you know, white man sad, Ben Affleck, sports, alcohol. But right. um, I thought it was great. And it is his best performance that I do think he deserves at least a consideration of being nominated. I think he'll get um, nominated. I, I mean, think It's a thin year and, you know, people always maybe. love the you're dealing with a real struggle kind of a thing. He's he's just so good on this movie. I, I've I've seen. I mean, I still think he's great. And, I mean, I make the meme all the time, but I do think I genuinely think Batman vs Superman. He gives a fantastic performance, and same with Gone Girl. I so agree that, completely. This, um, but this is show. this is better. Um, but yeah, the, the it's. I mean, it's it's. This is my favorite type of sports movie. The movies that aren't really about sports, um, yeah. but they just kind of have sports going on. And I think it was great. Um, the only thing I think I would have liked better if there was a little more development of the kids because um, they're kind of just there. There's like, he has like a relationship with one of them and the rest of them just kind of have a couple lines and then they're kind of there and gone. But, um, but overall it's a really great movie, really powerful story. Nice. Agree completely. Didn't make my list, but, um, yeah, <sighs> really damn Ben Affleck. I'm, I'm so excited for the shit he's going to do now that he doesn't have to deal with Batman anymore. He's going to just, man, he's going to do some awesome stuff. God bless. Uh, eight for me is Soul. Did not make my list. No? Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I we talked about it a week or so ago. I love I love the setting. I love the music. The I really love the story. Um, but just something about it didn't hit me as hard as it would. Probably the theatrical element, because 
when you're when I go to a Pixar movie, it's like I'm ready to cry as opposed to sitting on my couch where I'm always ready to cry, but it's a different kind of thing. Um, but uh, I really dug it. I love the cat. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'll grow on my list as time goes on. Uh, Pixar list, and um, yeah, it just I, remains to see how far it could go. I liked it. I didn't love it. I wanted to love it. Maybe yeah. I'll love it as time goes on. Right. Cody, any comments on our list so far? Nope. Uncontroversial? Okay, good. We're doing well. Uh, Josh, you're number seven, right? My number seven is a movie called All the Bright Places, which I think I talked about a couple weeks ago. I was mm, briefly, uh, yeah. watching, reading, listening to it. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, I think it's a great movie. Um, a little, really, pretty much the most underrated of the year that no one's really talked about or seen. And the people that have seen it are just dismissing it as, again, sad teenager movie. But it's everyone else who's wrong, right? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, got yes. it. <laughs> I've, there are there is another sad teenager movie that came out this year that sucked. So yes, I'm not I'm not biased. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. Justice Smith and Al Fanning are fantastic in it. Um, it tells the story in a much more grounded and realistic way, which maybe rubs some people the wrong way. Give it, give us the it the two sentence pitch for what the movie is because I actually don't know anything about it. Uh, so the I'm just gonna try to bre- keep it brief. But um, the main girl, her sister died in a car accident. And she's feels it's just about the guy trying to kind of help her through it, but he's also going through shit on his own that deal with suicidal and depression and other things of that sort. And it's really dark and it's really tragic and it's also a really sweet love story, but it's not the most uplifting. And I thought it was great. Sounds like ordinary people. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it has an authenticity to it that I really thought was great. And there's some good humor. The, good, the chemistry between those two is great. Um, it's not for everyone, but I think it's awesome. I think it's a Liz Hanna script. I, I like her a lot, so maybe I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. I, honestly, I honestly don't even remember it coming out and seeing like the Rush or anything like oh, that yeah. in reviews. R- writer, so. writer of the Post. Yeah. And uh, Longshot. Good. Yeah. Also a good movie. Good movie. My number seven is fudging it a little bit, but I don't think you can do a movies list or any list of the best of 2020 without it. Um, Cody and I did an episode on it. One of, I think one of my favorites we've, we've ever done. It's a collective, uh, really fun discussion. If you want to check that out, uh, Hamilton, (laughs) is it a movie? Technically not. Do I care? Absolutely not. It's awesome. And it's the first time I saw it. It's the first time I heard all the music. Really? And I just had a great experience with it. I need to watch it again just because I get lost around like an hour 30 <laughs> in or so. But um, yeah, it's it's just it's one of the defining pieces of art of the last 25 years. I, I said on the episode, I think it and Harry Potter are the biggest things that we've seen in our lifetimes, um, of which I don't count the MCU because it's its own thing. So far. But yes, yes. Until... Uh, I was going to make a joke, but I can't even think of anything. Yeah, there's but, no joke. To be there's made. no joke. It's just, those are the two things. And, you know, Lin-Manuel's biggest, like, gripe against him is that he bites his lip, and the one against J.K. Rowling is that she's transphobic and a piece of shit. So, just goes to show the creator and their art. Very complicated. So, yeah, Hamilton. Josh, did you see Hamilton? Did not. Mm. I have no interest at all. Get woke, man. That's all I gotta say. So nah, good. <laughs> I, just, I don't care. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? 
What if what if you and I went on a little date in Manhattan and I took you to go see it? Got a hotel room afterwards. Sock I'd be door. mad. If you did that, I would be mad because but, I want to see it. I, okay, Cody, if I take you to something, would you rather be Hamilton or Coldplay? Ugh, Coldplay, probably. Okay. See? There we go. There we go. Or, or Josh, you can you, you can either go to Hamilton with me or the Cursed Child with me. It's up to you. I'd rather see Cursed Child. <laughs> it's a date. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Finally reeled his motherfucker in. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, you're number six, Josh. Number six is Palm Springs. Hey, that's my six. Nice. That movie was good. It was awesome. Awesome. Andy Samberg. Uh, I mean, when you when you think about comedians, and I'm trying to think if we have anybody else on the list who's comparable to it. Not really on mine, at least. But comedians usually, like, they lose their luster after a while, except for, like, Bill Murray, basically. Then you got about ten years to be a comedian. And Andy Samberg is well past his expiration date, and he's still funny as shit. And that's just super impressive to me. And all about, what did you think of it, Josh? I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And the, first of all, the chemistry between uh, Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti. Yep. Is that how you yep. pronounce her name? Yeah. Um, chick from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, is really great. She's awesome, too. I don't I've never seen her in anything else, but I loved her. And uh, also, J.K. Simmons. Oh, my God. Is what, so a good. Heat, what a heat check. You yes. probably shot this thing for like three days and just brought mm-hmm. it. I love it so good um yeah i loved it I thought it was so funny so a really good kind of twist on i guess time travel or Groundhog time day, really. or whatever groundhog day yeah, yeah. That, it's a good kind of uh, you don't see that i've never seen that done where they're just kind of like yeah i'm just gonna live in it who cares yeah that was funny um he's just kind of going through the motion he just stopped caring that's that was a really nice twist on that genre so yeah um yeah really funny um and i kind of want to watch it again soon I was I was literally just about to say of my list of my top ten list. If you said you can only watch one of these movies ever again, considering all the times you've watched them already, I'm probably going with Palm Springs above anything else. Yeah. I, it, it yeah, like you said, it's just so smart and inventive and funny, perfectly paced. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel too long. It doesn't feel like uh you know they could have beefed it out here or there. It's just it's fantastic. Um yeah man, what a what a picture as as Marty would say <laughs> and. F- and just so funny like the bit with the plane i think and just like i don't know suicide montage is such as funny in, in these kind of contexts like there's one in groundhog day i think that just kills me ah man i yeah palm springs is i had no idea it was coming and it just sort of came out of nowhere and it's this awesome fun little movie and yeah it would, this is the kind of movie it would probably made my list no matter what and i i'm not sure if i can say that about some of the other movies on here but yeah, Palm Spring shout out. Cody, you saw it, right? Yes. You liked it a lot? Yeah, didn't we do an episode on it? Briefly, I think. Yeah. Palm Springs. Awesome. Josh, number five. Number five is Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. <laughs> um, I am probably the only person on Earth that has this in my top anything list, and I've accepted that. I love this movie. I think it's so heartfelt. It is so much fun. Uh, it gives me it's the kind of superhero movie that I like to see that we don't get enough of that's just pure heart and joy and camp and I like that and I know other people don't and I'll, you know if you think it's also messy and just badly written that's that's totally cool I think you're on fucking drugs but uh, I think it's 
super just really good i love the villains i love cheetah i love uh, maxwell lord and gal gadot and uh, chris pine are excellent um and i can't <laughs> wait for wonder woman 3 wonder woman 1985 how about that? Oh, 1998. Wonder Woman 2020. No. <laughs> One thing I forgot to mention in the episode is the scene after she says goodbye to Steve and she starts running. It's great. <laughs> what the hell kind of running form is that? <laughs> why does it, I don't get why people care so much about that. It's like, okay, because it would it be a thing. Bad. She and <laughs> Flash both run really weirdly. Like, they do the kind of arm swoopy thing. It just looks stupid. That's how people run. Looks like they're being controlled by marionettes. I Wait, I watch a lot of sports, and people do not run like that. People don't heave their arms like they're, you know, trying to shake a smoothie or something. No, that's just... That was just goofy. supposed to shake their smoothie if they don't do that? I don't understand. You're supposed to put it in your butt and then jump up and down. What? That's how I do it. That's how I was raised. That tracks. Yeah. Um, My number five for me... I'm I'm willing to put down five thousand dollars that I'm going to get told to hold on a second. Is the Invisible Man? Hold on a second. There we go. Josh, number four. Run. Oh, whoops. Oh my <laughs> god! I told you how many times to watch this movie. Listen, you told me nine o'clock, and I was preparing to do because I, I thought it'd be fun to like finish watching a movie and then immediately do the pod, and then things changed around, so I read a book instead. Okay, well, yeah, but not, sorry. Uh, probably a lame book. We'll get to it later. Anyways, anyway, Run. Um, run is, I think it's awesome. Um, it's not as good as Searching, uh, Anish, but Anish Chaganti, I think, is one of my favorite filmmakers today. Uh, yeah. This is such a great, really tightly made thriller. Um, I think it might follow some cliches that people are expecting more, but then again, so it's Searching, it just cover. I think that movie covered them up a little bit more. Mm. Um, but this movie is so good. Sarah Paulson is really, really, really scary and really disturbing. And she's kind of like that in all her movies. And there's something I don't trust about her, but, um, the other actress, Kira Allen, who is, I think like 17 or something. Um, and she's also in a wheelchair in real life, which is crazy. Um, she's one of the best performances I've seen all year. She's great. And just these two together are really great. And the movie itself is just keeps you on the edge pretty much from the start until the end of the movie. It is there's no there's no fat. There's no extra. And it's just here's what's going on. You you're kind of thrown in the middle of it and it's a snowball effect out of control. And by the end, there was a moment where I straight up almost threw something. I was so into it. Um, And it's really, really great. Um, Don't really want to say anything about the plot specifically but it's just a really great really tense thriller let me ask you this i haven't seen it yet i should i will i like him a lot i'll do it before he makes his next movie if he were to give it if he were to be given the chance to make any movie off an existing property what personally would you want to see him do (sighs) this can be like horror this can be marvel can be whatever probably probably some sort of horror franchise um, give him dracula i would honestly i would want to see him do like halloween or friday the 13th or something just because i know he can make those scary in a way they've probably never been interesting very interesting okay run awesome four for me is 
<laughs> this movie, this got so, off to such an interesting year because I, because I'm weird. Like my letterbox, my ratings are very important to me, and like my list is usually made up of only four and a half star movies. And part of the fun of going through a year of movies is to see, huh, when am I going to see my first four and a half star movie? And between this movie and The Invisible Man, it was like two of the f- two of the first five or so new stuff, new things I saw were four and a halves, which blew my mind because that rarely ever happens because the early part of the year notoriously sucks and this was my first like oh this is going to be on the list movie that kind of came and went not a lot of people liked it this isn't like a wonder woman situation where i liked it more than everybody else but i feel like i am in the minority but the gentleman was a lot of fun oh i remember that movie yeah it's really good guy ritchie henry golding uh hugh grant charlie hunnam jeremy strong uh just a stack cast of of british people uh, there was somebody else I'm not remembering. Oh yeah, Michelle Dockery was super good. Colin Farrell was in it. Um, yeah, it was just it was. I'm not a big Guy Ritchie person, you know. Like the the, the things I've seen, I haven't really loved. But between this and um, the Man from Uncle, I'm just like this guy. Every now and again, he makes a movie that is so far up my alley that it feels creepy. How much I enjoy it and how much it feels like it's suited. For my sensibilities. And then he goes off and makes Aladdin. So I don't know what to make of the guy, but every now and again he makes an awesome movie that kind of flies under the radar. And this is one of those times. Uh, the Gentleman. I'm really big fan. Josh, you're number three now. My number three is Clouds, which I don't think either of you have seen. No. I haven't heard of that yeah. movie. Um, Artsy I, fartsy oh, mf It's It's not. It's a Disney movie. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, Cloud Atlas, it, you said? Yes. Mm. No. The uh, true, true. Is that the uh, true, true, is, Josh? No. 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 Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I think I talked about this movie also uh, a while back, but um, it's, a, it's a cancer movie. It's based on a story that happened almost ten years ago. That again, when I saw it, I had no idea what it was. But this kid had cancer, and he made a song that went viral on YouTube. Um, and it was just this big thing. It was like on the radio and all this, all this awesome stuff. But it's a really, really touching story. Um, Finn Argus, the main actor, is great. Sabrina Carpenter is also great. And I uh, really, really was touched by it. It got me teary-eyed. Um, I don't think it was originally a Disney movie. I think it was one of those that like Fox had it and then, or some some other studio had it, and then Disney bought it so they could put it on streaming for during COVID because of all the delays. But I loved it. And I was just shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Also, it was a great soundtrack. Was it directed or written by anybody we should know? Um, it was directed by Justin Baldoni, who did a oh, series yeah. of documentaries. I know him um, about this stuff. Um, who actually knew the actual uh, Zach Sobiec person before he died. So very, he, he seems like a really cool dude. I watched some documentary or some uh, behind the scenes stuff on him. So seems like a really good guy. Noish. Noish. All right. My number three. Speaking of sophomore debuts, or sophomore efforts, you are in love with Anisha Ganti. I am in love with Corey Finley. And my number three is Bad Education, his latest picture starring Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney. Um, I mean, after Thoroughbreds, I was like, oh, man. Sky's the limit for this guy. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, recapture that magic he got in that movie with those actors. Or uh, and 
as soon as I heard about this movie and about this cast and about the story, I was like, that could be cool. And it was. It's, um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those kind of true crime stories that I'm just, uh, I always kind of gravitate towards. Even if, I, even if I don't end up liking it, I'm always down to, down to checking it out. And um, this one was just really, this movie said a lot about our society um, which is important to me. <laughs> and is Hugh that Jack, where we live, though? Do we live in one? Uh, hold on, let me check. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. So, thank goodness. Um, speaking of also career possible career best performances, Hugh Jackman. I don't know. I mean, Prestige is dope. Um, um, greatest Showman. Hello. Yeah, Greatest Showman's up there. That's the only, those are the only roles that really come to mind yeah, that he okay. really did well you, with. Jackass. Okay. If only worked with like James Mangold or something, that could have been. Yeah, could once, be a once at least. Specifically, Twice. wouldn't it be cool if he worked in um, the year 2017 with him? That's just, 18? that's, that just sounds too good to be true, Cody. Uh, <laughs> prisoners is also up there. I forgot about oh, that one. Oh, Prisoners is great. Yeah. Logan is great. You can both What's Logan? Okay. Not, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to leave now. Okay. Yeah. Is that based on Logan Thomas, the quarterback just turned tight end for the Washington finish. football just team? Because he's black. That's, I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, bad education rules, rules hard. Uh, yeah, I just check it out. It's awesome. That's all I can say. I uh, cannot wait to see what Corey Finley does next also. Damn. I mean... Whew, that's two. Those are two four and a half movies to start a career off with. So, can't do much better than that. Josh, you're number two now. My number two is The Invisible Man. Thank you. Finally, God damn, was this movie good? Yeah. Yes. God damn, was this movie good? Ah, it is so good. So um, fucking good. It was my number one for a long time until I saw another movie. Mm-hmm. But it is so good. And Lee Winnell is amazing, and I am so excited for whatever he does next. I think he announced another Universal horror movie. Um, nice. But this is, and I, again, I've said it before, but as a fan of the original, that's much different than this movie. This is a perfect way to reimagine the uh, the source material, and it's yeah. perfect for a modern day um, adaptation. And Elizabeth Moss again, who I've never liked until this, is incredible. And Adrian. Griffin is one of the best villains I've seen in a horror movie, maybe ever. Um, it's just so good. It's it, from the the visual effects, the the sound design, just on a technical level, it's great. And as far as building suspense and the characters and how it tackles like trauma and all this other stuff, it's just it's so good. Yeah, the restaurant scene is something I'll carry yeah. with oh, me for the God, rest of my so life, good. probably. That was yeah. horrifying, and I mean, I'm I'm obviously the resident horror fan of the podcast, so for okay. me to really give a movie this high marks, you can it's obvious that something's right with it, and it's it's something special, um, and <laughs> um, yeah, this movie just rocks so hard. Elizabeth Moss is awesome in it, and Lee Winnell is just oh, fuck yeah, dude, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, I just yeah, it was I had such a fun time with it. I my expectations coming in were so low and it's just so fun when that happens. And not for not for lack of a movie. Like I these just aren't my thing and I didn't really see the trailer. And just to come in and just be blown away. Ah, man. What a picture. What a picture. 
Ah, the Invisible Man. That was your number two, Josh? Yeah. So my number two is a little movie called The Devil All the Time. What's that? No, it's, no, it's not. My number two is a little movie called Project Power. No, it's not. My number two is Mamma Mia. Here we go again. No, it's not. Give me Set two years after the original. No. Uh, Vast of Night. Yeah. What's that? Vast of Night is a really good movie. Josh, you're number one. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, Josh, you don't like this one, which is no, makes I sense because you're like a bad it. person. I liked the You movie. don't like it as much as you should. Okay. But that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I was just... I love the mood. This is one of those movies where just the mood makes it. It's it's like all grainy need, and so I need, much. I need more. I need more than mood. I need things to happen. Eh, a lot of stuff happens. Um, it? It's just it's got a very goosebumps kind of feel. Oh, it's got a very big goosebumps kind of feel. No, you, you didn't earn it. Where it's a it's it's a small story set in a small town. Where they're dealing with a, a possible supernatural occurrence, and people aren't really sure what's true and what's not true, and a lot of these, a lot of these, um, the suspense that it comes from are less about evidence and more about sort of the stories that people tell each other. The movie was. And, uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna earn this. And it's got it deals a lot with urban legends. No, you don't. You don't get it unless like no. I... What do I need to do? You need to set up like something with, like I don't want to call it a punchline, but like a, sh- a sh- it's like a stinger. You can't. Just okay, okay, it. okay, okay. It's it's about a young man and a young woman. One who works at a radio station, and the other who works at uh, who connects phone lines because this, this is the 1950s and everything's stupid. And uh, it, it's a normal night. They're at the basketball game, and then they go to work. And a mysterious noise is heard over the radio. And they play this. They play the noise on the radio on a whim to see if anybody, any of their listeners, can <laughs> What's hear that it. Noise sound like? It, it sounds like. Oh, what's it sound like? You have to do it. I'm not gonna do it. Dun dun it's dun dun. Not, oh, that's not even right. So tell me what is right. I'm not going to. Look it up. Anyways, anyways, um, uh, so they, the thing Josh doesn't like about it, because the, the first, what, like two thirds kind of go off of, it's very investigatory and they, you know, they, More like the first third and then the entire middle of the movie is just monologuing. And that's what I love about it. It's just these tight, it's, it's these, it's these stop. isolated shots. I don't need you to stare at the camera and talk for 20 minutes. Jesus fucking Christ. But I do, and it's an it's okay. awesome. It's awesome to see a director, just a first time director, trust his actor so much. And these aren't. It's Jennifer Lawrence isn't in this movie. You know, Leo DiCaprio isn't in this movie. These are people who have worked in community theater and bit parts on cop shows. Not that good. And they deliver their li- they deliver their monologues very succinctly and genuinely, uh, and I you don't feel care their emotions. About anything they're saying. I'm talking now. I don't- Okay. But it's it's the nature of discovery, and it's the nature of just one random night turning into this incredible, um, into a night you'll never forget. And it ends on a really cool note, and the directing is really solid. And... What? What? What is See, this? the bad part there is that he didn't remember that there's a piano intro to it. <laughs> so we had to sit there for five seconds before the real thing came out. 
I have no idea what I just listened that to. That was the Goosebumps theme. Oh, well. I, I think I think this is a Goosebumps movie. It's, it's and it's it reminds me. A lot of people said it, not an original thought, but this is this is the kind of movie that Spielberg would make when if he grew up in in this uh, time. I guess you know Spielberg was born in 1995 or whatever. He would make the Vasa Night, and I can't wait to see what this guy does. Um, it was just it was spooky. It was fun, and I could not recommend it enough. The Vasa Night is my number two. Which brings us to, Cody, do you want to explain a little bit more about what you did in the lead-up to this episode? So today, I, because I didn't have a, a list. But still want to participate. Um, but I still wanted to participate and right. be involved to talk with my friends. Um, I, send, I asked them to both send me their number one movie of the year. And uh, so I could watch them and participate and maybe and have a little fun with it and say which one I liked better. Okay. So with that in mind, now I did not make, unlike years past, I didn't make a list, a predicted list for you this year, Josh, because you logged a lot of movies and it doesn't feel as fun. So I genuinely have no idea what this could be. You've said that it's something neither of us have seen. You said that, what else did you say? I think that's all you said. That's all I said. That's all you said. Okay, never mind then. Uh, what is your number one movie of 2020? My number one movie is Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Oh, yeah. That makes sense now. Um, this is a really heavy-hitting movie that really just had a big impact on me. It's one of those where I just I saw it, and I really liked it, and it just sat better with me more and more as I thought about it, and I just I can't, I can't get it off my mind the rest of the year. Um, the acting from Cindy Flanagan, I think is incredible. I think for, I think she's never been in anything before and she's outstanding. It's really, really well directed. Um, really well written. Probably my favorite script as far as writing goes of the year. And just, it's, there's not a big story that happens. It's just the way the storytelling and the filmmaking and how it's going about, um, talking about, you know, how women are treated and the, the world we live in and abortion and abortion rights and all these things you know very grounded very uh uh sad dark realistic way and it just it struck a chord with me that i i think more people need to see it i especially think men need to see it i think it's a really important movie to watch and um yeah it just I, everyone should watch this movie it's i think it's fantastic mostly because it's set in new york city I find that actually really interesting um, that she said that she think men should see this movie because <laughs> I'm going to sound like a men's rights activist and I hate it, but this movie really seems like it just hates men and it really bothered me. I'm not going to lie to you. It doesn't though. It does. Can you name one good male character in that movie? Because I fucking can't. Yeah. <laughs> there was because no good person in that movie. So? And it's just, what do you mean? Because, so because a lot of them are shitty. Well, not everybody is, though. Okay, that's not what the movie is saying. That's not what the movie is saying. What's it saying? That shitty men exist? That's crazy. So if you have a movie that has a bunch of women characters and they all suck, does that mean the movie hates women? Probably. No, it doesn't. Depends on who made it. If it's Brett Ratner joint, then... That's that's like saying that that Ghostbusters movie hates men because Chris Hemsworth was was a moron in it. It doesn't hate men. There were good men in that movie, though. I'd say every single man in this movie... Because that's what this movie is about. 
That's what that's the I focus don't know. It's of just, it just it bothers me. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it. That's well. That's why men need to watch this movie. The movie is set in New York, so, so, so it can be told that you're a bad person. No, it's not being. Skin. You're not being told you're a bad person. You're being told if you act like this, you're a fucking asshole. Okay, that's but none of that's those all, people were redeemable. Okay. That's I don't, what, under, that's I don't understand. So it's, it's giving you. It's who saying needs to if, be told that slobbering all over a random person's you would be shocked, Cody. Thing. Cody, you would be shocked that there are people that don't realize that's wrong. That they're in the wrong for doing that. Know. Yeah, I've been it's with just, girls walking in New York and have them been catcalled in front of me, which is not the, not to say that people are like would be should be afraid of me or anything like that. But it is. Yeah, it is kind of. I get, I get, I haven't seen the movie, but I kind of get that perspective. Like, of, it's not if if you're if you're not someone that acts like that, it's not talking to you. If you are, then it's talking to you, and you well, should reevaluate your life. That, who that acts like that, like that, is going to watch this movie? That's exactly why I said everyone, all men, need to watch this movie because I don't know. It just it didn't do it for me. I'm I'm sorry. I'm glad that you liked it, but hmm. I don't know. Just nothing about it was that great to me. It was too small. I mean, it was not not that it's small. It's just. I don't know. It just it just wasn't good to me. Definitely wouldn't have been on my list. Well, we get it. You hate women. No, I'm kidding. Apparently. But I am a man, so I'm a bad person. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I've I've been saying that for a long time too, but nobody's been listening to me. So. But it was set in New York, so that technically it means it's good. It was set in New York, and you know what? It made me dislike New York. Well, that's that's too bad. It's the cleanest city in the world, so I don't know what you're That's your objectively not true. <laughs> so there are only a few bags of trash on the sidewalk. Oh, my God. <laughs> the bag of trash for every resident in that city. Listen, the fact that Josh's number one is set in New York City is a win for me. So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm counting myself as the winner. So, which makes my number one... No surprise, if you, <laughs> to either of you, I think. Tenet, baby! Let's go! Uh, God. Daddy Nolan just, is just back, go. and just better go. than ever. Tenet is awesome. I mean, it's it's the movie that kind of I was waiting for the whole year that I knew was coming out, because No Time to Die got bumped around a lot, and Green Knight kind of disappeared, and Batman got moved. Well, was Batman? No, Batman wasn't this year, was it? No, you know, it was 2021, but now it's 2022. Um, yeah, I mean, I had the circle. This is the this was at the top of my projected top 10 of 2020, LOL, remember that? And it stayed there throughout all the delays. And is it Nolan's best movie? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> will, will it ever be my, my favorite movie of his? Absolutely not. But it is as idiosyncratic as he is. It is just, it's a cool spy movie. It's a globetrotting adventure. It's it fucks with your head. I still don't understand it. It's you know it's ambitious. It's creative. It's interesting and it's fun in all the ways that I want uh, a movie at at all of this scale to be. So yeah, I mean there was kind of no universe where I dislike this and I've seen it three times now and it's gotten better or at least I've appreciated it more with each one. Uh, yeah, I think I don't, again. I don't think this is going to be in his Mount Rushmore of movies, but it's awesome, and it's nobody else is making movies like this. And for that alone, uh, gets gets it a pass for me. I dug it a lot. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. I I understand your your critiques of it. I do. I'm just want to 
like at what point are you going to accept that Chris Nolan isn't the filmmaker you want him to be and just take his movies as they are? Is all I want. Like Dunkirk and this. Give it's like, oh, he's doing this that thing. Are interesting people. I think they're interesting. Are they though? Yeah, sure. I couldn't tell you the first thing about any of the people in this movie. Well, then you're not paying that close of attention. I am. I was, I was paying is the protagonist. Tell me, tell me why he wanted to uh, protect the girl. Tell me why, because he wanted to save the world. Okay. And she was his, and she, and they like, he liked her. I don't know. (laughs) Why does anybody want to do anything? They, he, he liked her and he didn't want everybody to die. I need reasons for you need reasons for people to like each other. <laughs> you need reasons to want to save the world. Okay. Interesting. And he's also like, he also like he gave up at the beginning. He was told that his, his whole team died and he made the choice of like, well, fuck this. I don't want to, I don't want to live anymore. And he was crying about it and all that kind of stuff. The protagonist is a better character than Dom Cobb, in my opinion. No, oh my, okay, we're done now. <laughs> that's uh, that's not a good take there. <laughs> I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a tattoo across my bicep that says the protagonist, and that is my favorite thing that Nolan has ever done. Such that's, a bland character, he can't even have a name. It's not that, that he, but he's the protagonist, Josh. Okay, okay, <laughs> he is. They say yeah. it right in the movie. <laughs> you're a new, you're a fresh grace protagonist. <laughs> awesome he just doesn't give a fuck it was neon the protagonist in the story yeah and i and just uh, speaking on a more i i will say the action scenes are great they're incredible i love the chemistry between him and pattinson pattinson is such a fun addition to the nolan universe uh, neil's so cool and at the end again where he gets emotional because neil's such a good friend of his he yeah cry. mr no character he cries because he realizes that um, he realizes his place in the whole story and that, you know, and his relationship with Neil, how complicated it is. I would explain it, but I don't, I still don't understand. Um, what do you mean? But, what, what don't you understand? They, um, what's his name? The protagonist will start Tenet later in life and recruits Neil, Neil. who recruits him. Yeah, it's. It's it makes total sense. Yeah, I, I'm just not that smart He's enough like, to really. You have to go to me in the this past. Out. Yeah. We'll meet and then we'll save the world. <laughs> yeah. I do upon seeing it three times. God. I wish. I just That's seven and a half of your hours of your life you spent watching this movie. I spent over a day watching The Irishman, so That sounds even worse. It's living a great life here. Um almost a, oh no. I was gonna say almost a day and a half, but I'm not there yet. I will be though. <laughs> um I do kind of wish they got a different character to play uh sator <laughs> i just you don't uh, like kenneth Brown's mm, i do but like there's just so many more awesome fun actors you could get to play that role and kenneth brown he's great but he doesn't really do it for me in this kind in this movie and i don't know it just i don't know if, if you if if i had to pick one thing that i was like eh, that didn't work for me it would be I just rather cast somebody else as, as Sator. He just doesn't. Yeah, they should have cast. Oh my god, I'm making a better movie. All right, here. So they should have cast in Weird Al me for a second. Weird Al, Denzel Washington. Oh, that would have been cool. And they could have had. They could have actually played father and son in the movie. Oh, <laughs> I'll somehow. be honest. I didn't connect that in my head. <laughs> no, that'd be cool. What if they got Wallace Shawn to play Sator? <laughs> That's inconceivable. 
<laughs> that would be funny. That would be very funny. But like I'm talking like if it was Mads Mickelson, this movie would have worked a lot better, I think. Ooh. I don't yeah, know. I like Mads Mickelson. But uh, that's also me being the person who's like who's seen Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets a hundred times where I'm just like but that's Professor Lockhart. He wouldn't do that. He's not that smart, you know? But oh well. Yeah, Tenet Slaps, favorite movie of the year. Um it's it's like it's behind Dark Knight, it's behind Inception, Prestige, and Interstellar. Not in that order, obviously, because Interstellar is the goat now. Um, but it's so yeah, it's my it's my fifth favorite Nolan movie, right in the middle, and that's probably where it'll stay. And I'm just I'm stoked to see what he does next because this guy's crazy. And this also feels like a it could actually be a it won't, but it feels like it could potentially be a sequel, and that's exciting because I would like to oh, see him. Great revisit one of his own sandboxes at some point. But that'll probably be Inception. What do you think the odds are that in, in Inception 2 happens, Josh? Percentage odds. Um, Pretty low. Really? Like, under 20. I think there's a point where he makes a movie that doesn't do well, and Warner Bros. says, hey, give us a hit, and he... Have, he pulls a Dark Knight Rises and is like, oh, I guess I gotta make a sequel. Oh, that's that's funny. You think he's still working with Warner Brothers after the shit he said? Maybe. Who knows? Who the heck knows what'll happen? Who knows? But yeah, those are the lists. Cody, what, who do you think had the better list? The better. I mean, I can only really speak to the better number one, and I think I've made my uh, position pretty clear. Right. So the I one that, the one that treats its only woman character like a fucking object. I don't know what you want me to say to that. I don't agree with that. Um, I get, I get where this whole like Nolan doesn't write female characters well it comes from, but also I don't because he doesn't write he doesn't write some of them well. Others he does. It's not a Nolan thing. It's just an inconsistency thing. I thought Cat was pretty good. I she was really bland until the last fifteen minutes. So she and wasn't she actually, bland. Yeah, she was. Overall. I don't know. But, I, I mean, liked her. I thought, you thought everybody was bland, though. I mean, I, I don't know. No. I, 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 got, I, I thought she played, the, the characters played well, and I got no problem with it. With she's, she's played perfectly fine. The writing of her is incredibly boring. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Well, he wants you to say that... Um, you were wrong. No, that you changed your mind. No, oh. that's just that's just not going to happen. Robert Pattinson was really good. Yes, I like his I like his hair. God, I wish he had a haircut like that. <laughs> yeah, damn, he's so cool. I heard he's going to be Batman. Did you guys hear that? That's insane. You mean Edward Cullen's going to be Batman? <laughs> Sparkly Batman? That. <laughs> no way. That's going to no be way. bad. Cool. So let's recap our list then. We use, this is usually fun, just to remind the people. For me, number 10, Let Them All Talk. Number 9, Trial of the Chicago, Chicago 7. 8 was Soul. 7, Hamilton. 6 is Palm Springs. 5 is The Invisible Man. 4 is The Gentleman. Number 3, Bad Education. Number 2, The Vast of Night. And number 1, Teenet. Josh. Number 10, Trial of Chicago 7. Number 9, Buffalo. Number 8, The Way Back. Number 7, All the Bright Places. Number 6, Palm Springs. Number 5, Wonder Woman 1984. Number uh, number 4, Run. Number 3, Clouds. Number 2, Invisible Man. And number 1, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. And I didn't make one. But what was your favorite movie of the year that you saw if you had to pick? Mine? Yeah. 
That's an excellent question. Um, say Tenet. Come on. But I don't know if it was. Tenet was fine. Just say it. Hold on, let me look. Because <laughs> you guys did remind me, I did actually see quite a few pretty good movies. Um, Cats 2019. Fair. There were there weren't any Jellicle cats in Tenet. There were no so. Jellicle cats in either of those movies. So no. okay, Cats it is then. Uh, watching, reading, listening to. Uh, since I hinted, I'll go first. I have been b- reading Barack Obama's A Promised Land, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. I'm at about... It doesn't sound like Red Rising, though. Oh, but it's... Didn't you buy that for him like three years I ago? I did, and he's never read it because he's a bad person. That's true. Huh. It's in my room. Maybe I'll wa- maybe I'll read it after I finish this, but I need Just to... Listen I want to the audiobook. Just come on, dude. I've been, no, because I've been listening to Tinker Taylor at night. And I've still got like three hours to go, even I'm like I'm on month three of listening to it. My life's going great, guys. Um, yeah, his, his book is really insightful. He's a this guy can do. He's a hell of a writer. He is a hell of a writer. Not and it's not just. I mean, it, it, a lot of it is just like, hey, here's this thing that happened. Here, let me explain how I'm, I did healthcare. Kind of a kind of a deal, but it, it goes a lot deeper than that. And he's. Um, he's just very eloquent and he just speaks in really thorough detail. He, he makes fun of Putin a lot, which is funny. Um, and he just spills, he spills a lot of tea. Uh, and yeah, just Barrio's got a killer book and I'm, I'm, I'm stoked what, for the second what one. What does he say? Read the book of secrets. Um, well, first of all, that, uh, Bin Laden was killed by aliens. So that's a big revelation. That tracks, though. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that it exists, but not to look. But he won't. He says somebody took out page forty-seven, and he doesn't know where it is. Which is weird. But also, there's an advertisement for Disney Plus in there too, so that must be some connection. Oh, that's insane. Maybe that that's where they're going to release it. <laughs> yeah, national. It's a National Treasure Three reference because we need it. Give it to us, Disney, you bastards. You have all the power. Give the people what they want. National Treasure Three. Choosing not to use it. Nobody cares about a remake of Lady and the Tramp. Give us Nicolas Cage running around Philadelphia. You schmucks. But Mason, they yes. use real dogs. Oh, never mind then. That, we need that then. <laughs> uh, let's see. I've also have I watched watched some things. Let me see. Uh. Oh, yeah, and I watched Lockdown. Oh, I also watched Promising Young Woman. Did not make the list, but I liked it a lo- quite a bit. Carrie Mulligan is awesome in it. She needs to be in more things. Um, the ending is really cool because it's got, like, a like a montage wrap-up, which I always love. Uh, the pacing was a little off, and there was some spots of cringe. Um, so it didn't really... A lot, of pe- a lot of people I've seen have, like, this is, like, their number one or two, and I just couldn't quite get there. But I liked it quite a bit. And, um, yeah, it's 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 good. Not great. And then I also watched Lockdown, which I like a lot more than a lot of other people. I kind of found yeah, it. Yeah, I, re- I, really, I really liked it. I, I don't know. I didn't find it, like, charming or anything, but it was kind of a fun watch. I don't know. But I, I also haven't, re- I haven't really been engaging in, like, quarantine content. I know a couple movies have been made about set in quarantine, and so this is kind of my first exposure to it, so maybe that's why I dug it more than most, but it was fine enough. It was a, and it was about things, and 
you know, a little bit more tongue-in-cheek than I think people are giving me credit for, but whatever. You liked it, Josh? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Watching and listening for you, then. All right, so I got a few. Um, I rewatched the Toy Story quadrilogy, and I think I'm officially in the Toy Story 2 is the best. Thank you. Um, I'm waiting for you to arrive. It is. That movie's so good. That's the only one that made me, like, full-on, like, weep. Really? Not even the, three? Or you think you've well, seen I think, three I think too I was, many I think, times? I think partly that, and also I was only, like, half paying attention by the time I got to three. I was, like, on my phone. But um, Toy Story 2 rules. Yeah, so Toy good. Story 2. The, the Jesse scene alone just kills me every time. That is and so the good. Wayne Newton playing the toy guy is yes. such a mood. Yeah, that's, that's it's incredible. a Saturday. i got to drive all the way to work. And he just cuts right across, and, like, those other cars swerve out of the that way. That was great. <laughs> that was incredible. Awesome. Um, also, that whole train, or not train, plane ending is... Yeah, just an amazing third act. Yeah, it's so good. Um, a couple of other movies I saw. I watched Stranger Than Fiction, the Will Ferrell movie. So good. Pretty cute, cute movie. Um, didn't like, love it or anything, but I, I really liked it. Um, it was kind of like torn in the middle. I was like, eh, do I like this? And then by the end, it won me over. Um, I saw The Impossible. Uh, J. Bayona, who when he's not <laughs> making Dino movies, is incredible, and I love him. Cody, you remember the scene in the last Jurassic Park where like she's a clone. <laughs> Oh, I do. What? You mean that movie? Oh, that She's was, a clone. That movie. They just terrible. don't bring it up. Oh my god, I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> I re- I was I was re- uh, reading more of the uh, the Colin Trevorrow script, by the way, for episode nine. I think I'm coming around on it. I think I actually would have liked that. See, you're know. just sl- you and I are slowly morphing into one. It's it's good to see. I don't like it. I don't like this. <laughs> Watch think, the Irishman. <laughs> I think I think there's a there's a good movie in there if you morph it with parts of episode nine that we got, um, and then I watched the Bling Ring, the Sofia Coppola movie with Emma Watson in it. Emma Watson is the pretty. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the only real it's the only real thought I had about it, but I didn't hate it. It's just a bunch of rich people doing rich things, and there's no real lesson. So I don't know why it was made, but Emma Watson is very pretty. So I think you answered your own question. That. It's it's the yes. lesson is to eat the rich. Okay, well, except you know they're all they don't really learn a lesson in it, because um, they're still wrong because stealing is wrong. Uh, and then I saw Insomnia, which is one of Chris Nolan's earlier movies, and I think it's one of his better movies. It's fantastic and really well done, and it's I want to see more of it because he needs to scale down his budgets and focus more on character and telling the story instead of just doing a, some cool high concept regardless of whatever else listen chris i know you're listening i get yes. your emails don't listen to him don't i want your next movie to be 300 million dollar budget with no dialogue <laughs> but i want told, it to be about time it needs to be about time jesus christ i want to see dinosaurs and i want to see a young stephen hawking sword fighting, fighting somebody. them yes in like a mecha suit, but it's silent. That's the thing. No dialogue. Okay, Chris, all, you hear it's me? Just, it's just three hours of dinosaur fighting and Hans Zimmer score. I want your. I want the script by by Valentine's Day. Yeah, that it should be a pretty easy script to write, honestly. <laughs> you basically just have to storyboard it. Okay. All right, Chris. You you heard the challenge. Let's get to work now. Let's go. Insomnia is oh, good though. It's great. Robin Williams. What a talent. Yeah. Hillary Swank. What a talent. Al Pacino. Ugh. Ooh. You okay there? Oh, yeah. Hoo-ha. 
She got a great ass. And you got a head all the way up it. Icon. I hate you. Done? Yes. The police department. Yes, no. <laughs> LAPD. Police department. Sorry. <laughs> I love so much, you guys. Cody, your, your turn. Oh, uh, what have I been doing? God, my life is boring. Um, listening to a lot of a podcast recently uh-huh. called The Adventure Zone that you two would hate. Is it about gaming? It's, it's a D&D podcast. Oh my god, you loser. It's so good, though. <laughs> you loser. It's easily one of the best fantasy stories I've ever heard. And... I don't say that lightly. Um, and it's all free. If you want to listen to it, it's really good. I'll probably not listen to it, but I, I know. But would you rather me listen to it or read Red Rising? <laughs> if you commit <laughs> to listen to all of the Adventure Zone, I'd rather you do that because it's much longer <laughs> than Red Rising. All right, never mind then. I, I rescind my offer. Take that, commie. <laughs> I wish you would just listen to or read Red Rising. Like, I will. I will. I will. I promise. I will. That'll. That'll. I, I'm in the mood to read. That'll be my next book. Because, but and I think since you've strung me along for so long, <laughs> you also need to read the second one too. What's that? Blue falling. It's called Golden Sun. Oh. Okay. It's well, the perfect. Yana well, falls over, so I'll have a lot of time on my hands pretty soon. So. I will probably read it. I hope you do. Red Rising, 2019. When's the movie coming Everybody out? should read that book. It's probably going to be a show or something. Lame. If the show gets announced before I start reading it, though, then I'm, gonna, I'm just going to watch the show. <sighs> it's not the same. Well, let's hope. Books are so long. Reading Sad. is good for you, Josh. You can, use your, you can use your mind's eye. I don't want to. That's, it's like a movie in your head. I don't like that. Because okay, but Josh, I want someone else to do the work for me. If you if you read it though, if you read a book, you can cast everyone in your head as Eddie Murphy, like Norbit. That's fun. Like read the Bible that way. That's that heightens the experience. <laughs> it's Eddie Murphy playing Moses. <laughs> what y'all? It's gonna betray me. <laughs> There's Jesus, not Moses. I know, but I was just I was going on a. I was free spinning. <laughs> not going to be me. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Is that your uh, Eddie Murphy? Sure. Why not? I, I, I'm in more of like the donkey headspace because that's sort of what donkey sounds like. Because uh, I, was, I was watching some Shrek clips the other day. Um, but anywho, <laughs> as one does, uh, as, with, as it always is, who knows when we'll be back. Let's talk about something. I don't know. The Little Things is apparently getting interesting and by interesting, I mean bad reviews. That could be fun. I heard, it was, I heard it was getting good reviews. No, I I was on Letterboxd, and they were not good. What's it called? Oh. The Little Things. It's got Denzel, father oh, of John no. David. I saw I've it. seen the ads for that. Jared Leto, I mean, Rami Malek. I, it's on the t- gym TVs every time I'm there. Yeah, by the, by seeing the ad, I mean they're really stoked that they have three Oscar winners. <laughs> That doesn't that doesn't feel like you should get to say that if you're if the other two are Jared Leto and Rami Malek. I don't know. That's, just <laughs> That's me. a good point. Like okay, let's. What did Jared Leto win for? Did he win for Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was kind of earned. 
And he was, but he was nominated for Joker in Suicide Squad. That's a lot of people get that mixed up. <laughs> just, just nominated for an MTV Movie Award. That's what we're talking about, right? I'm just gonna hurt you really, really bad. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so bad. <laughs> so bad. Like, you're gonna see him again. Sure, whatever. Oh yeah, speaking of Snyder Cut and the Kong v Godzilla, which. Good luck with that. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be, they'll, show, they'll show more of Godzilla in this one than they did the first one. I can't. I don't wait. even remember what happened in Godzilla Two. From being honest, I watched it. It was bad. That's what I happened. I don't remember it. Godzilla Two had my son Ghidorah though. At least, at least the first one was trying to make a good Listen, movie. If you cut out all the dialogue scenes with people and make it just the monsters, Godzilla well, Two movie. might be the best movie ever made. <laughs> so make it a twenty-five minute short film, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Man, oh, that was a mess. Maybe I'll try that. Somebody, somebody's. Um, but Ghidorah is so cool. I'll, I'll, I'll CGI portfolio. Like beautiful golden dragon sun. But anywho, we'll be back at some point. Uh, who knows? The future. And a Joe Biden presidency, though. Woohoo. But until next time, you can follow us at underscore Realflix on the Twitter. Send an email to realflixpodcast at gmail.com. Leave an iTunes review and check us out on Spotify. And with that, Josh, Cody. Take it easy. Bye.